Welcome to the third season of One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who tend to check out when life becomes overwhelming. The One Word Check-In is a practice where we check in with ourselves and name our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. It's a summary in one word, or a phrase with hyphens, instead of having to tell the whole story. I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on a word, phrase, or image that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from Scripture, in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention in the scripture. Take a few deep breaths and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. This week's reading is Revelation 7, 9 through 17. After this, I looked. And there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white? And where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The book of Revelation is often misunderstood. The apocalyptic imagery has attempted to scare people into salvation. Even though the writing was attributed to John's visions when he was in exile, modern scholarship suggests that it probably wasn't the Apostle John, but someone who followed him in the Jonine community. The coded language was common during the time it was written because Christians were persecuted and martyred. The mark of the beast, 666, was code for Nero Caesar, a brutal and cruel emperor 
who killed many Christians. In this sense, this book was really to give hope to the persecuted Christians when their world would come to an end instead of the end of the world as some interpret it today. We see the multitude of martyrs in this passage who wear white robes that have been washed clean by the Lamb, which is code for Jesus. The name of Jesus is not used in this passage, but the common images of Jesus as the Lamb of God and Jesus as shepherd were known by the Jewish people. Readers of this text would be assured that if they are martyred for their faith, the Lamb's blood will wash their own blood out of their robes, and the shepherd will lead them to a safe shelter. In fact, just being in Christ's presence will be their shelter. The multitude in this passage represents people from all nations, tribes, and languages, similar to the scene at Pentecost when people were praising God in many languages. One way to see this detail is to affirm the many Gentiles who had become martyred Christians. Heaven will be filled with many different people, too many to count. Not only the Jewish tribes that were outlined in the first part of Revelation 7. All will praise God and shelter in Christ together. A shelter is something that surrounds us and protects us from adverse conditions. It is a refuge or a retreat where we can rest from our labors. In this passage, it is used to give the persecuted hope that Christ will be their shelter. They may meet their end, but they will rest in the shelter of Christ's embrace. However, we don't have to wait to be sheltered by Christ in heaven. Christ as the shepherd wants to lead us to shelter now as we rest from our ongoing labors. We need to shelter in Christ in order to gain strength to carry on the work Christ calls us to do. This passage when read on All Saints Day paints a comforting image when we imagine all the saints who have finished their course in life. They are now gathering around God's throne and praising God at the top of their voices. Day and night, they offer praise to God. They are resting from their labors in the shelter of Christ. Now, as we continue our faith earthside, we can follow the saints' lead by praising God and sheltering in Christ. If these are the things we will do in heaven, we might as well start now. Thanks for listening. Share this podcast with your friends if you found it meaningful. If you'd like to hear more about this scripture, I invite you to listen to my sermon podcast, In the Sanctuary. Each episode will be released on Monday mornings, or you can catch the sermon live at Ramona United Methodist Church in Ramona, California, 
or on Zoom. Go to RamonaUMC.org for the Zoom info. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.